Coming to you live from the darkest corners of Fresno, California, this is the Gribble Nation Roadcast. And uh, this is, of course, Tom, because who else would be in Fresno but me? Uh, to that end, if you're kind of looking at a weird or unusual header name for uh, this particular roadcast, it's because I am trying to think of a name for the roadcasts I do, I noticed that Dan, Doug, and Adam all kind of have one. Like Adam's is the junction. Uh, Dan's is just passing through. So I'm thinking that I might play off my AA Roads screen name, um, which is a reference to a particular set of movies. I'll let you figure that out if I did go with that. If not, this might just have a regular old title, but I suspect not when I'm done. Um Today's topic I want to kind of go over is US-66 and his early terminus points. Uh, this is something that I recently revisited in the uh, Gribble Nation blog series. And kind of an interesting topic, I think, in, in general. I, I think in the road community, people who follow roads seriously, uh, US-66 has kind of become taboo where people kind of for lack of a better word, kind of shit on it. Um, and the reason I think that is is because it's just this general popularity and the misconceptions that, that come with it. And, and really what I can kind of attribute that to is the highway was just never as important as people make it out to be or as popular perception in the general public makes it to be. Uh, yeah, um, it, it was... Pretty notable at a lot of roadside attractions, and to be quite honest, there's some that I've really enjoyed, like the Oldman Highway, that really, really live up to actually being all-time classic U.S. route segments, but it was never the primary transportation corridor, at least in California and Arizona. It was always U.S. 80 in Arizona, and there was a whole bunch of other highways in California, which were way, way more important. Uh, but it kind of had that right mix of like attractive qualities, like you know it's near the Grand Canyon. You kind of go through the Mojave Desert, uh, Southern California, Chicago, and not to mention all like these weird little roadside attractions in Texas, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, what have you. So I mean, I, I've always enjoyed it. Like I think I, I found a lot of things to like on older segments of US 66, and a decade, 15 years ago, it was a lot of fun trying to find old alignments and figuring out where stuff was. Um, but the problem is, since then, a lot of the things that people researched um, kind of have become what a lot of people assume was always the case with US 66, and I've kind of found over time that it wasn't really well researched. Um, there's a lot of older groups that insist on things that were never true. Like uh, one that I, I, I've always seen in downtown Los Angeles that I really have to question now is if it was really ever a true endpoint to US 66 was Seventh Street and Broadway. Uh, there was a sign, I believe, it's saying it was the terminus until 1939. I could be a little off on the years on that, but. It was actually moved officially to Santa Monica in 1935, but really got a question if that was ever the endpoint of US 66, and I have my reasonings as to why, and that's what I really want to discuss. So you look at the original sphere of the US route system. Uh, I think a lot of people that listen to this roadcast and read Gerbil Nation blogs are well aware of the fact that US 66 was intended to be US Route 60 because it was a major east-west highway. Uh, Los Angeles and 
Chicago was advertised as. So it's going between two major cities, uh, probably two to three most important even at the time. So anyways, um, that being the case, uh, one of the states, I believe it was Kentucky, threw kind of a fit about it and wanted a zero route to go through their state, which ended up being the US-60 that we have today. Uh, there was some alternate numbers thrown out there for the original plan, US-60 corridor. I believe 62 was planned first. Then it ended up being 66. Um, conjecture has it is because it was kind of catchy. But nonetheless, it was promoted as the Los Angeles-Chicago Highway. Uh, a lot of it incorporated the National Old Trails Road uh, west of Santa Fe, New Mexico. So this is kind of where a lot of the corridors inherited from. Now, where it kind of gets interesting is the original route description uh, provided by the um, AASHO, and hopefully I don't mess that up trying to say that a million times, really make it vague as to where the western terminus of US-66 was as the U.S. route system was created on November 11, 1926. Um, and if you read the definitions clearly, it basically infers it's not Los Angeles, it's San Fernando. And even stranger is the original route definition of... US-99 actually had it enter the city of Los Angeles. So <laughs> what's going on there? The only real connecting highway through the area at the time would have been Legislative Route 9, which is simply San Fernando to San Bernardino. Uh, and most people would associate that corridor with US-66, which it was. Uh, but it was also US-99 until US-99 was moved in 1934. So the question is, where the hell was the original terminus of US-66? And that's a good question, because none of these routes were really signed at all until 1928, and they were signed by the automobile clubs in California. In the case of Southern California, it was the Automobile Club of Southern California, and in Northern California, it was the California State Automobile Association. The Division of Highways, the California Highway Commission, Department of Public Works, they had nothing to do with signing any of these routes, and more so in incorporated cities. Cities that were actually incorporated had their own city governments. The Division of Highways did not maintain any of the roads until 1933. So continuity and route signage, this has just fallen to the auto clubs. So in theory, the auto clubs could really just do whatever they want or take an order from the city and just kind of run with it. And this is important when we get into that in a little bit. But if you really want to get super technical about it, the original terminus point was really up for interpretation. So there's an exchange in the AASHTO database. So this is the official body that actually governs the movement of U.S. routes. So if you're looking for an official definition, you need to go to the AASHO or their modern equivalent, the AASHTO, to go for this. So really, yeah, a route could be signed somewhere, but if it's not in the official definition, you should always be referring to what the official definition is. My opinion, I know some are going to disagree with me on that, but hey, it is what it is. But I'll try to cover this broadly. So, in the original 1927 exchanges between the California State Highway Engineer and the Executive Secretary of the AASHO, the State Highway Engineer points out the discrepancy um, with US-66 being advertised as the Chicago-Los Angeles Highway, when basically every definition would suggest that US-66 was going to end at San Fernando at US-99, via a long multiplex, mind you. Basically, the AASHO kind of 
threw out there that it was being advertised by multiple agencies as the Los Angeles-Chicago Highway and basically told the state highway engineer of California to find a way to make it work. Basically, get US-66 into Los Angeles somehow. Uh, and the inference, which I will link in the blog, is that basically... what. They wanted it to follow US-99 into Los Angeles somewhere and have the US-66 and like at the city limit. So if you really go by that definition, it would have ended at the Los Angeles city limit line, possibly on San Fernando Road. But I uh, really want to emphasize this is before 1928, so none of this stuff is signed. So really there would have been no signed definition at this point. Uh, where it gets interesting is the, really the first true, uh, actual, conclusive endpoint that I can find for US-66 is in a series of 1931 exchanges by um, the state highway engineer in California and the AASHO executive secretary regarding uh, signage to US-66 being extended to Santa Monica without approval of the AASHO executive committee. Uh, and what happened was, is the city of Los Angeles had received a request from Santa Monica to actually extend the highway through Los Angeles to Santa Monica. Now, they don't say where they signed it to in Santa Monica, but the L.A. City Council was completely cool with it. They signed off on it. Santa Monica wanted to pay for it. The only request that they had was that the Automobile Club of Southern California would sign it, which was a normal thing to do. Uh, they do note in the Los Angeles City Council meeting minutes that it's kind of an odd request. They never received one like that before, but they kind of just rolled with it. So at some point, the AASHA caught wind of this, uh, went to the state highway engineer of California and said, hey, what's what's going on with this? It's not approved. This is rogue signage. It should be removed. Uh, so the ACSC committed to remove this signage, but during this exchange, you get the actual official by the book terminus of US-66, which was via Fletcher Drive in the city of Los Angeles to US-99 at San Fernando Road. So basically from Pasadena, you had it follow Colorado, Eagle Rock, Fletcher Drive to San Fernando Road. Not even in downtown. So, right off the bat, US-66 is not in downtown Los Angeles. So, I really have no way of explaining how, on that basis, how people are getting 7th Street and Broadway. But, um, kind of in the exchanges, it gets interesting is because the... AASHO goes on to basically kind of bug the Division of Highways about maybe like, hey, maybe you guys ought to make the Santa Monica thing official because you're pursuing dual endpoints. So the Division of the Highways wanted dual endpoints for Rio 66, one in downtown. Uh, one in downtown Los Angeles at US 101, and a one that was a bypass of the downtown area, kind of as an extension of the terminus from Fletcher Drive. Uh, and, and really, that's the only communications that, that happened with it for a while with, after 1931. There's nothing in the AASHO database that really suggests anything else was going on. Uh, where it gets interesting is in 1933, um, this California state legislature finally removes the final barrier that says the division of highways can maintain roads in cities. So basically there is just a wholesale swath of new legislative route adoptions made in the state of California to account for all the urban mileage that the division of highways can now maintain. Uh, Los Angeles, obvious 
it obviously is not an exception to this. And at the time, you had the Figueroa Street Tunnels in extension being built in Los Angeles, which was adopted as part of Legislative Route 165. And this is kind of where we pick up the story again. Um, there's a lot of documents that show at this point that US, 10, that US 66 was basically realigned somehow, some way, onto the Figueroa Street extension via the Figueroa Street Tunnels. Uh, and there is a map that is pops up when the Division of Highways and the state engineer finally petitioned the AA, AASHO to extend US 66 officially to Santa Monica in June 1935, showing US 66 ended at US 101, which was at Sunset Boulevard, and Broadway. So basically, Sunset Boulevard and Broadway, which I believe is now Cesar Chavez in Broadway in downtown Los Angeles, is another confirmed endpoint of US 66. Um, so kind of neat. It, it, it's just who knows what's going on there. Uh, it really, this is kind of where, where conjecture runs into what we're seeing in factual documents or at least the actual official documents that probably should rephrase from factual documents. There is the slim chance that the ACSC was running around signing things to downtown Los Angeles. And I would probably suspect that is the case, uh, was not unlike them to reroute, uh, U.S. routes and cities kind of on a whim or when a better highway became available or at the petition of the city. And you kind of see that with Santa Monica and Los Angeles. The ACSC just kind of rolled with it and didn't really care to involve the state because why would they? They're not maintaining anything in these cities. So it kind of makes sense. And there's a lot of documentation I found for that in San Francisco with U.S. 101, really U.S. 101 pre-1933. But it does raise the question... It, it, there's a lot wrong with the official narrative about U.S. 66 and its western terminus, especially early on before 1935. Uh, for sure, it was approved to go to Santa Monica, um, you know, where everyone thinks it was by June 1935. That is a legitimate thing. Uh, you can rest assured that terminus is proven. I believe 1939 was what was on the sign in downtown. Yeah, that's way off the mark, but hey. As time goes on, more information becomes available. Uh, and I, I think our blog series is kind of a good uh, example of that. Like when I started on the Gribble Nation blog, you didn't have things like the entirety of the California Highways and Public Works scanned online. They are now. Uh, I have physical copies. Um, so really, you can go and jump in there and reference pretty much anything pertaining to state highways. And the AASHTO database didn't really come around or wasn't discovered until about two years ago. So I'm finding that what you're seeing here with US 66 is not unlike what you're going to see with the other US routes. I, I've discovered a ton or at least found a bunch of documentation what was going on with like US 101, US 99, strangely US 48, uh, and a lot of stuff really has been kind of rewritten I think for all of us in the community. So it's kind of neat. Like uh, you get an opportunity to look at stuff that people assume for a long time was probably fact. Um, I get a chance to revisit it, but really 
I, I think at some point I'll end up having to revisit this topic again because it's just so wide open. Um, the early Terminus history of U.S. 66 before 1935. Uh, for the most part, the other U.S. routes in California, they kind of pretty, and they got a pretty good account of where they were. Uh, and 66 kind of seems to be the outlier. And I think that really is because out of all of them in California, 66 out of the two-digit routes might have been considered the least important at the time. Uh, that makes sense considering how long it took the state to start building things out in the Mojave Desert, uh, replacing parts of the National Old Trails Road. It, it really, really makes sense because uh, they're really emphasizing corridors like US-101, US-99, US-80, US-40. So something kind of had to been put to the back burner and it looks like it ended up being us 66 but really it's kind of a weird scenario like just the whole multiplex of us 99 from san bernardino to los angeles san fernando i i kind of seems like to me at least that a more logical thing to do and i know things kind of changed over time with how the aasho applied these u.s routes would have been kind of to have us 66 in barstow and have us 91 in san bernardino and that way there's kind of this clean pasadena san fernando san bernardino corridor that really didn't need to be replaced come 1934 or at least streamlined when us 99 was moved to legislative route 26 it certainly would have made things like uh, the later edition of US-60 much more sensible. It would certainly have never made US-70 in California sensible. That thing was always multiplexed with something, but that's a story for another time. But I figured this topic was worth uh, the investment of time to kind of go over, kind of try to verbally explain, because I think sometimes when people sit down and try to read these minutes, it's kind of hard to kind of grasp what's going on, uh, and hopefully if anyone's read that blog and you're kind of a little bit confused, hopefully this adds some clarity to it. But really, uh, with US-66 and its Western Terminus, any evidence that anyone has, if you're in listening, you have like a photo of like a US-66 shielded downtown at, Los at Broadway and 7th, possibly even Broadway and 2nd, I would really want to see it because uh, it's something I would really want to document. I want to at least kind of give that story about US-66 ending where everyone thought it did some weight, uh, some real actual weight, because I think at this point it's not looking too good for that to be the reality. But Fletcher Drive and San Fernando Road, if you're in the area, check it out. You, you got a terminus point for US-66 that's, that's provable. Uh, and I don't think anyone really is taking pictures of. So if you want a weird one to kind of share with your friends, there you go. Um, as far as the roadcast goes, I'm trying to think of topics that I can cover. Uh, I don't think it's that I don't want to do them. I, I do enjoy talking probably a lot more than probably might think I do, but I can't think of what I think is good ideas sometimes. So that's if you're ever wondering why I kind of lag behind everyone else in terms of frequency in these roadcasts, that would be why. I would prefer to do things like what I'm doing right now or what Dan and I did with Oahu. Uh, like that was a lot of fun. That roadcast, I believe, was over 70 minutes. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I just kind of got to hit these when I have the train of thought to talk about them. But I do have one idea coming down the line. Uh, it is related to Oahu, but I'll kind of save that 
this little bit of a teaser. It's going to be something that nobody's really hit on before um, regarding Hawaii state highways. But that's going to be part of the Oahu Highways page, too. So you'll know it when you see it. Um, it's going to be interesting. But for now, uh, this is Tom, Dribble Nation Roadcast. I got my dog snoring next to me. Hopefully I was able to kill 20 minutes for you. Uh, check you out next time.